Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. (sighs) What a great life it is. Every day is sunshine and rainbows. Says my partner in the studio (laughs) for the first time with a t-shirt with lettering on it. That's the life of a small business owner because you said, you know what? I'm wearing, I'm wearing a freaking t-shirt yeah, today is what from I my said. favorite place, Walmart. Yep, uh, Love it. And it says on it, motivator, motivator innovator, innovator believer, believer, teacher. teacher. Well, the letters are so big the way it looks. Yeah. So. <laughs> so this t-shirt made me feel a little fired up and kind of excited about what we do for a living. I like so it. Right. I thought, hey, this $5.68 t-shirt <laughs> is just going to make my day. Even if I only wear it one day. It paid for itself. That's the beauty of Walmart. You can get quality stuff at $5.68. I keep telling you that. Oh, God. I had to wait in line. Well, let's get a third opinion terrible. on Walmart. Well, and Target, so. we will get another opinion. <laughs> but on podcasting yes and being a small business owner and living off the grid. So let's welcome our very, 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 very special guest. The one, the only, Michelle Abraham. Michelle Welcome to the Wired to Change podcast. Well, thanks guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Trinity and I have this running debate, Target versus Walmart. <laughs> now, she, in fairness to Trinity, she prefers Amazon over just about anything because she yeah. hits send and they show up. Whereas me, I enjoy the scenery of Walmart. Do you have a dog in this fight or do you just want to take a pass on this? Oh my goodness. Well, I did like Target, but they closed all the Targets in Canada. So we cannot shop in Target anymore. So Oh my goodness. Yeah, and the closest Walmart to me is a two hour drive and a forty five minute ferry. So I'm all the Amazon. (laughs) Holy shnikes. So where do you shop? Um, yeah, I try not to. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense with your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then the necessities, uh, we can get at Costco. Um, but again, it's like a, it's a big trip to the city to go to Costco and to go to Walmart, to go to those big stores. And so in the meantime, we order cereal on Amazon and things like that. My son's gluten-free. So gluten-free stuff is way cheaper on Amazon and it gets there in two days. Yeah. Amazon is my favorite because you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to put on pants. Just click, click, bye, bye. And then they make returns. So, well, for us, because I have a Kohl's right around the corner, so I can just pop in there and return stuff. Now, Michelle, you live in the Vancouver area. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes. So um, from from where I am right now, it's a 45 minute ferry and an hour and a half drive to Vancouver. You are Mm -hmm. our second Canadian podcast guest. Awesome. I love it. We had Janice Janice on last week. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Janice and I go way back. We we met at a networking event about 15 years ago. Wow. Now you live on a house on a boat. Right. I live on a lake. I live in a house on eight acres of property, um, but we're actually on the boat access side of a lake. So we have to actually take a boat to get to our car and we take a boat to drop the kids off at the school bus as well. <laughs> wow. So what happens if the water's like really choppy or it freezes? Or it freezes? 
Yeah, well, luckily we live at ocean level in the West Coast and okay. it doesn't freeze. So right. that's that's a plus. Um, but on the other side behind our house is the oceans. We're very close to the ocean as well. Um, but our lake never freezes, which is amazing. And it gets it's pretty sheltered, so it doesn't get very choppy. Um, there's there's been a few days with some with some good little swells, which means we just don't go out. Or there's been a few days where it's been so foggy. I watch my husband drive off in the boat and it disappears into the fog. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that sounds like a creepy movie. Right? Our kids were really young when we first moved here. And um, like my young, my daughter was not even two yet. And so for the first winter, we weren't sure how the winter was going to go. So uh, the point at the time, we didn't have a really good boat with the windshield and like protection for the winter. So we actually bought an RV and went down through California and through uh, Nevada and Arizona for the winter for about four and a half months. And in that um, time period, I did do a lot of shopping at Walmart and we did a lot of staying in Walmart parking lots along the way. (laughs) I think Walmart parking lot is the universal place for RVers to be able to Not anymore. On their websites, they say you cannot. Not, but you can't can't park overnight in our parking lot anymore. How rude! Yeah. There's actually an app that will tell you the ones that you're still allowed to. But yeah, for the most part, we found yeah. most of them. You were, especially in California, because obviously it's such nice weather in California. Surfers yeah. they like to just camp out in the parking lot. <laughs> so yeah, we only spent a few nights in the Walmart parking lots, but it was fun. <laughs> so. I am super interested in what you do for a living because obviously we have a podcast Mm -hmm. and I would say on the spectrum of podcasting, we're newbies, even though we have had over a hundred shows, we're still new at learning how to get our podcast out there and get exposure and people to listen to us. Um, Even though we have a lot of very loyal listeners that listen to every single show, we're still trying to grow. So I have tons of questions for you today. Awesome. It's a therapy session (laughs) for us. It is a therapy (laughs) session. So I'd say first, tell us a little bit about you and your business and what you do. Sure, absolutely. So have uh, my business is called Amplify You. Um, and this is one part of my business. And this part of my business is where we help podcasters uh, get their show launched, and then we help them manage it. So what we have found is that um, the people we love to serve entrepreneurs are really busy creating their own products and services. And so this is a really special niche that we found in the podcasting space. But we recognize that those entrepreneurs are really good at content creation and probably should leave the technical side alone um, and then their podcast would do much better so and their business would also do much better so we specialize in you record and then we take it from there and we will edit it um, market it promote it publish it um, and get it out there for you so that is one aspect of my business the other aspect of my business which I have a co-founder Evans Putman who Mike knows as well um, we just launched the mypodcastcoach.com which is a platform for all things to do with podcasting getting to know all all aspects of podcasting from experts and we'll be interviewing other experts there and we also have the profitable podcaster formula where we're helping people manage market and monetize their show so taking your show that's already existing and taking it to the next level awesome and your partner how did you two meet 
<laughs> in a Facebook group. Isn't that funny? We were talking about podcasting. He mentioned something about monetization. I asked him a question, which turned into him interviewing me on his podcast, Infinite Impact Radio. And then I interviewed him on my podcast, Amplify You. And then it, it came into where we were going to create a summit together for podcasting to grow our list in podcasting. And uh, what we actually figured out the more we started talking is that we were the, fir- the perfect um, compliment to each other because he focused on the monetization of podcasts and that was his experience he had tons of um, great experience in that and I was really focusing on getting people started and then managing their show so it was a really great partnership where we both had the skills that each other didn't have and now together we can really make people's podcasts grow in a much better way and he has a tie to the triangle area our area Raleigh Durham and Chapel Hill is called the triangle he was a former assistant basketball coach at Broughton <laughs> So we chatted about that one day on, uh, <laughs> I guess, a couple awesome. weeks ago. We were just chatting, uh, and because uh, I put in my bio on there, it's, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina, because people on your uh, call were from all over the place. And so he said, oh, I used to you know, live there, and we talked about Broughton. It's so. such a small world. It is. It totally is yeah. a small world. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that we just met in a Facebook group, he lives on the other side. He lives in South Carolina. I live in, in outside of Vancouver, BC, in Canada. I mean, that's as, as opposite on the continent as you could get. Um, yet we've been able to, I mean, and we've never met in person. Oh, really? Um, wow, that's yeah, so cool. we've only been working together since really the beginning of the pandemic. So uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, things the way technology is these days, you can have great friends on, you know, opposite sides of the yeah of the continent and run a business together. Well, and that's how you and I got connected. You put in your Facebook group one day, Hey, looking for podcasters. And I said here, and then I get invited to your uh, team networking event and then on to the grand uh, connection folks uh, with Susan. Yeah. And yeah. And then here we are. So it's, yeah. And I think we even met in uh, the seven networking group first too. So yeah, it's amazing how, how many just amazing groups are out there. And I'm so happy since, since, um, you know, COVID really started that there's been so many really great opportunities. I know I really appreciate living really out in the middle of nowhere that I am not going to go to an in-person meeting. There aren't many meetings around here for (laughs) anything. And so really having those opportunities to connect and collaborate with people online has been such a great business, um, business booster for me this year. As a small business owner, what would you say has been the greatest hurdle that you've had to overcome? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I really have to say that um, the biggest hurdle to overcome as a business owner for myself is um, having the trust in myself, the confidence in myself to keep with it. <laughs> you know, is it doesn't happen overnight. I say I'm a, you know, 12, 12 year success story. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at my first business, I uh, was in the fitness industry that went really well until I had kids and I had to scale it way back down. And then I opened a co-working space, which was five years ahead of its time. And nobody knew what the heck a co-working space was uh, in the suburbs of a city. It was the first one outside of the Vancouver area and that didn't go so well. And so to have the uh, the drive to keep doing, uh, to keep doing consulting, keep doing the podcasting thing until podcasting was a thing, <laughs> you know, it took, you know, it took the not giving up and the sticking with it. That was really, I think the, the number one, uh, the number one thing for me. I think that's so important for people to realize because a lot of times they'll meet somebody like yourself and think, oh, wow, she makes it look so easy when in reality you have, like you said, 12 years in the making 
of different business experiences that you're lending that experience to running your current business, whether it was, you know, running it well, running it poorly. That's what Mike and I always say about you say you bought four businesses and and one learning experience. One was a learning experience, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So so just so people know, it is not just an instant overnight success. And everything that makes money Mm. usually 98% of the time takes some sort of really hard work for quite a while before it starts to pay off. Absolutely. Especially when you're in an industry like podcasting, where in 2012, when I started first learning about podcasting, I became really interested in podcasting when I became a new mom and I was already in business ahead of time. But when I became a new mom, I loved being home with my baby, but my poor business brain was like going to mush. So um, it wasn't until I had an Apple TV where I was able to like turn on the Apple TV. It was like, what's this purple app thing on my Apple TV? And I clicked on it. And I started listening to shows like Jamie Tardy's Eventual Million there and Amy Porterfield's online marketing made easy, which both of those shows would just start it then. And I was like, okay, now I'm starting to feel a bit more like myself. My brain's working again and cleared off the cobwebs. I put my son in the stroller, take him for a walk and listen to my podcast. Um, meanwhile, I'm chatting to my friends and my mom, my mom friends about podcasting. They're like, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And um, so I was like, okay, so I see this is going to be something that's going to be really cool. Like I noticed it was in my car. I could, I could play a podcast in my car. I could take it with me wherever I went. And I really, I was like, this is going to be big, but it's not there yet. So it was several years <laughs> in the making where we were helping people with their podcasts, helping with online courses, helping them launching books and leveraging their time, making more money in their businesses. But podcasting until we didn't pick the podcast lane until about three years ago, it was, it just wasn't the right time. And obviously mm-hmm. now is the right time. Yeah, now podcasts are everywhere. Most people have heard of them (laughs) or at least have listened to one or two. Would you say its best use is part of a marketing plan or can this be most of a marketing plan for the right topic or person? That's a really great question. I think it could be the marketing plan. Uh, you know, the way I like to think about podcasting is like not another thing you need to do, like another like social media platform you need to be on. I like to think of podcasting as the hub for all your content creation for your entire business. So if you can think about podcasting in a strategic way, or at the beginning of the month, you get it all together, you collaborate with all the content you're going to create, and then repurpose all that content from the podcast onto all the other platforms and using the quotes and using it for videos, using it for course content, for your email marketing, for everything, then I think that can be, that is your overall strategy for, that covers all the bases of the foundation of all your social media and your content for the entire month. So I think if you can look at it in that way, and I mean, I can really only speak to like entrepreneurs and that really small niche of podcasting, because those are the people we really focus on uh, are the people that have a product and service in their business that they're trying to get people back into. And so um, podcasting definitely can work for those kinds of businesses without the need for sponsorship and ads. So none of our clients have uh, gone the sponsorship or ad route. And I think it's really um, great to see that you can actually make a return on your investment through just your own programs and services. Do Do most podcasters get into it for clients or to monetize it through advertising? I think a lot of people have the idea to advertise it, to go 
go into the advertising, but I think, um, you know, the, the type of shows that we work with entrepreneurs, it's really about their own products and services um, because, you know, ad advertising, you know, if you're, you're building a trust, you're building so much trust and like, and, and, and in with you as the host, right. With your listeners that if you're going to then spend all that time promoting another product and service, then, you know, that's not so worthwhile in your business. Um, when you have all those ads where is if you're using the ads as your own products and services, then I'm going to, I think you're going to get much more mileage out of it so i think a lot of people going into podcasting thinking they are going to monetize through sponsorship and ads but the uh, actual reality of the shows that can i think it's better for niche specific kind of shows like sports shows or um shows that are like you know maybe equestrian based or outdoor you know um recreational activities or things that people are like super fans of you know those kind of shows do really well monetizing with um ads and sponsorships or patreon uh whereas like the entrepreneur podcaster i think would does much better job of um promoting their own products and services very cool um what is the strangest podcast you've helped to produce and promote <laughs> that's really funny um you know we have we don't have any strange ones because they're all like like businessy kind of like you know spiritual kind of entrepreneurs so i can't think of like a strange one that we have but i would say probably there's the nothing most like there's nothing like the pineapple lovers podcast or... <laughs> no no but i but one of the ones that i found was like the most surprisingly successful out of the ones that we've helped is um it was dressage naturally um is her business and it was called Horse Training in Harmony. And she just launched out of Florida um, just recently, but she hit number one in all sorts of categories and recreation and wilderness. And I knew it was going to be a good podcast, but like I said, like for her, like this, she's got some super fans in the horse space and it was amazing. And it's not like our typical business kind of podcast that right. we work on. Um, so that was, a, and she has made an, a lot of online courses and a lot of books and things from her, from her stuff. And so it was really cool to see her show show do so incredibly well because that was our first horse show that we've ever worked on <laughs> <laughs> well i've never listened to a horse podcast so i'd say that that's definitely why not very interesting. Yeah. why no, not yeah. why well not? i was quite surprised when we were doing the research with her how many there were out there <laughs> there's a lot of horse shows out there <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> the People that are in the horse industry are like diehards, though. Like yeah. they go to shows every weekend. Oh, that's and they a pricey. That's a they, pricey oh, hobby, yeah. isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I had a really good friend in high school who was um, showed horses, and her mom was very strict with her about what she ate and what she did, and yeah. like because she had to stay in, sh mm -hmm. in yeah. show shape. Yeah. Yep. We don't have that problem in podcasting show shape, so especially since we're audio. Wingy, what we are. Sure, your voice is all good. <laughs> yeah, as long as the money makers are good, well, nobody cares what we look like. So, for somebody today, there's probably thousands of people a day thinking, "Do I take that next step?" Because the assumption is it's eighteen hundred dollars a month or whatever the price is, and I don't have equipment, I can't edit, my voice sucks, nobody wants to listen to what I, I have to say. But for somebody who's who's decided they want to do it, what's the best way for them to get started, pick a topic, decide what it's going to be about? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way to get started actually is to go on other people's shows as a guest really start to tell your story, start to get comfortable with going on shows. You kind of get to see the feel of how other shows operate and then, and then return that you can refine your story and figure out what the heck you want to talk about. I mean, I didn't launch a podcast about four years after I knew I wanted to launch one, but because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to talk about. And it's not something that you can just, you know, throw out there because then you're going to get pod fade after about 12 episodes we see like it when a podcast starts fading after 12 episodes oh they didn't peel the onion back far enough so you get to like the real juicy topic that they're really meant to talk about so i'd say first go on as a guest to other shows really get clear on who your audience is who you want to talk to who do you want to make a difference whose life do you want to make a difference in find people with that audience and go and be a guest first so you get a feel for it secondly i'd say invest in a microphone because i think that sound quality is really important and um if you're going to sound crappy you might as well not do it <laughs> and uh, you know and then third i would say um really uh think about your commitment level if you're not willing to commit to once a week and know that it's not a short term you know after three months um you know you give up kind of thing it's a long-term strategy it's a long-term game and i you know seen so many clients that you know they go, they're trucking away on their show. They're getting more and more clients or more and more listeners every month. And like, all of a sudden they start hitting this momentum and it's like, holy smokes. Like one of our shows just recently went from, it took her like almost a year and a half to get 5,000 listeners. So she was working really hard to get those 5,000 listeners, but then she went from 5,000 to 9,000 in like three months. So it's once you start getting some of that momentum, I think. So being committed to a long-term strategy that it's, you know, a part of your marketing and it should be something that you love doing, something that you're enjoying doing. And for me, my favorite part about podcasting is actually using it as a networking tool. So using this podcast as a way to open up doors for conversations and maybe for um, relationships that they didn't have before, but, you know, say calling up someone and say, I'd love to interview you on my podcast rather than, Hey, can we go for coffee for five minutes so I can pick your brains? <laughs> I think that one's much better to business. And I have the incredible people I've met through interviewing um, people on my show has been just amazing. I think it's been a huge factor in business growth. So not just looking at the downloads and as the, as the key factors, but looking at all those different ways that you can grow your business with a podcast. So what is your personal podcast? What, what's the name of it? Yeah. My podcast is called Amplify You. Okay. And so we focus on helping uh, on that show. We, we've got two different kinds of shows on there. One is Ask the Expert, which is someone who can help a podcaster with some skills. So whether that's a voice coach or someone who's a speaker or can help with stage presence or equipment, or we talk about all those things that help podcasters going. And then um, behind the mic interview is interviews with other podcasters. So I'd love to have you guys on at some point and you can come on and talk about your show and how your story is of becoming a podcaster. So it Amplify You is really about your amplifying your message to the world. So working with entrepreneurs that have a big message, big, big message, big heart, and want to make a big impact. It's hard starting from scratch on a podcast. If you have no national name recognition, man, that's a bear. I mean, we, we can speak to that firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of groundwork, right? It's a lot of, you know, and a lot of people think that your, your effort stops once you're done recording, but that's where it begins. That's where all the fun work yeah, starts. Yeah. We had a right? second podcast that we were recording for what, two episodes. Yeah. And then we realized, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't be doing two at once. Yeah. Cause it was just 
it was a lot of promotion and work to really um, mm, to do. Even yeah. though the other one I got to drink on, so, I know. I mean, we'll get to that one day. But <laughs> yeah. I think between the two of us, we have two blood relatives that listen to our show on a regular basis. We can't even get family members to listen, so I don't know what we're doing wrong. They're like, I had to listen to you the whole time you're yeah. growing up. I refuse <laughs> to listen to you anymore. <laughs> oh, I know that my dad is still my biggest fan of my podcast. <laughs> I don't know, even think my dad knows what a podcast <laughs> is. So <laughs> yeah, he's always like, hey, you know, your sound quality wasn't the best on that episode. But he would know that, right? Yeah, he would know that, wouldn't he? From listening yeah, every always, time, yeah. Always giving you the best, the best honest feedback. So, do you record your podcasts at home, or do you go into a studio? Yeah, you know what? I record um, wherever I can. To be honest, I really wish I had a studio I could go to that had excellent sound quality. So in the summer months, I fight with, um, there's like about 10 people that are living in this area, in our in our space here. Um, so I fight for a room. <laughs> and so I have a co-working space that I go to, which I love. It's beautiful, but it's got these high ceilings and cement mm. floors, which is not great for sound quality mm. either. So I really have to get creative and take my sound quality with me. So I have some things that I set up around me and I get in my little bubble and, you know, try to record there. So I wish I had a, like a, a proper, I'm trying to convince my husband to create me like a little tiny home on wheels in our for our backyard where I can just go and record back there. That would be um, awesome. You yeah. can have your own she shed. That's what I would like. I would yes. love one of those. Yeah, we have the room to do it. I just got to get him to uh, to make me one of those things. Where are you right now? Right now I'm in our main our main house. So on the other side of the wall behind me is I uh, looking over the lake okay. where you live on. Right. Are you in a particular room? Because the audio sounds good. Yeah, I'm in a room, um, and the microphone's very close to me. Okay. <laughs> About that far away from the microphone. <laughs> when you go to your co-working space, does that involve a, a boat ride and a car? Do you, ha do you own a car? Sure does. Yeah, so we take the boat over to the ramp, and then we have to get from the ramp. We have to walk to our car where we park our car, and then we drive, get in the car, and we drive about 15 minutes to the co-working space. So how, how long is the boat ride the, across the lake? It's about 10 minutes. Yeah, not too bad. It's no, pretty. It's not bad. It's, no, it's pretty short. Um, it feels long when it's raining or dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really a lifestyle. It's a really lifestyle choice for us because most of the year, that means we can't go out like after four o'clock at night really to go anywhere because it's dark and, and rainy uh, in the sky. Pacific Northwest here. Um, at least it's not too snowy, but um, in the summertime, it's great. The days are longer. We can go out, you know, for dinner or whatever. But for the most part, our evening activities have to be here. We have to be home by four o'clock. Like I get just home from soccer practice or swimming with the kids, like quickly as we can before we lose the light to get across the lake in the boat. What does your husband do? Yeah, my husband used to be a forklift mechanic, so he was being dispatched all over the Lower Main Line, um, three hours of driving day for him and a lot of traffic and a lot of stress. So when we moved um, here, 
he had to quit his job and um, he, uh, he happily did that, <laughs> but uh, we had to make sure my business was going well enough and I had good Wi-Fi, So I continue my business uh, while we're here. So since we've lived here for the last four years, he's set up his own business, uh, fixing uh, boats on the lake. So there's about 120 cabins on the lake here and people are so thrilled that there's someone that will mm. come and fix their boat or they can just drop it off at our dock and pick it up when they come back the next week and they don't have to take it out of the lake to a marina. So he's become quite busy. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Then the last yeah. thing he wants to do is build you a shed if he's fixing boats all day. Right? <laughs> well, what would you say? So we went over what your greatest hurdle was, which I think mm-hmm. so many people um, can can sympathize with that. Um, on the flip side of that, what has been your greatest accomplishment? I love that question. Um, you know, it's interesting. One of my my greatest accomplishments could have been, you know, getting this business going while having babies and and getting it, you know, slowly going as they're getting older. And now, finally, my last one is off to kindergarten. So now I feel like I actually have the time to do a business. Um, but um, you know, I think it, for me, it's the 137 or 140 now shows that we've launched over the last 18 months. Um, to me, that's our biggest accomplishment uh, is having the confidence, uh, those people to have the confidence and the courage to now step out there and have their uh, voices heard by the world. And so knowing that they're going to make a big impact in the world. So to me, that is like the best accomplishment. We have helped so many people get their voices out there so that they can make an impact in the world. That's awesome. I -hmm. think Michelle is our first guest that owns a empire. (laughs) <laughs> that, I think she qualified for that, right? Um, I think we have some others that I would call pretty okay. em- empirical. All right. What's next? What's next? Well, my empire is just getting started. So um, we were at the baby stages of empire. Ba- it's an empire baby at the moment. <laughs> and um, uh, what's coming next is uh, we've got a monthly membership site coming out in November for our podcasters who just want to be a part of a community and support each other and um, have a community to belong to where they can help grow their show. Um, and then um, Amplify You is turning into a network um, and it's going to be uh, raising the level of consciousness in the world one podcast at a time. So that's what Amplify You is, is turning into. I also co-founded the Canadian Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. So just having some more reach with those networks is the next step. And uh, we have some affiliations with the network in Asia and one in Australia as well. So just, you know, helping more voices get heard and listened to and um, have been helping those shows get more exposure. So that's that's how we want to grow. In the small business world, we kind of know, at least here in the States, what the uh, success rate is making it to year two, year three, year five, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that like for podcasting? Is it 12 episodes? You mentioned that earlier, but mm-hmm. when do you know that you're kind of going to make it at whatever, whatever level you want to make it at? Yeah, I think that's your choice if you're going to make it. I mean, you, you're the one that puts in the effort. And um, I think anyone can make it if they put in, put in the effort um, with the show and they don't give up. Cause I think, uh, you know, you could, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just like a business. I think (laughs) the same sort of thing, like you put the effort in, you have the long-term strategy, you have some pieces in place, you can make it work if you, if you really 
you really put your mind to it. Um, but I think podcasting in general, pod fade usually happens around 12 or 15 episodes. Okay. People get really excited, get gung ho out of the door and then kind of like peter off where they start doing like maybe one second, you know, the worst thing you can do is come out really gung ho and then, um, you know, three episodes a week and then you drop to one and they drop to none. And then, you know, your listeners are like, I remember when I was a new mom, I would wait for that episode to drop every Monday morning, eight o'clock. I couldn't wait for it to drop because I li- binge listened to all the rest of them. So I was waiting for the new ones to come out. So you got to remember your audience is there waiting for you, even though you might not, you know, feel like there's anyone out there that you're talking to, but the impact that you can make even on one person's life is so, so huge. I can't tell you how many podcasters I've worked with who have gotten like letters or emails or, you know, things from people who have just, they've just changed people's lives by listening to their shows. So um, in general, though, there's over a million podcasts right now out, out in um, Apple podcasts. And there's probably about 300,000 or 400,000 that are not active. So I would say it's like three quarters of the, of the podcasts that are live are not active. I heard, a, active, yeah. I heard a stat I think I heard it correctly that there are still more blogs than podcasts. There are. There's actually more blogs that will have been published in the last three days than there are podcasts in in existence. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about it, a a couple of years ago, the statistic was there was 10,000 blogs for every podcast out there and so that's why you think of like podcasting is like so many people doing podcasting right but if if you really take a step back and look at like the whole population Mm -hmm. like how many other people do actually know that have a podcast i mean outside of my business and people that i directly work with I can I'm like, none of my friends have podcasts. None of like, <laughs> none of my family has a podcast. So like, you know what I mean? Like there's still a lot of spaces, still the wild west out there. There's still lots of opportunity and podcasts are dropping off. Like people, people aren't, the people that aren't committed are dropping off and fading out really fast. So, you know, and that's the thing where, you know, blogs were so popular back in about 20, 20, 2008, I would say, um, where like you could still launch a blog and be, have some, you know, lots of readers still and you can still like be successful with selling ads on your blog and that kind of stuff. But it's still like that right now in podcasting. It's still it's in its in its infancy stages. So I think we're still in the, at the right at the right at moment. The ground level. In, at the ground level, yeah. Is, even though even though yeah. it seems like it's getting so busy. Is the pod fade because lack of interest or lack of content? I say it's lack of commitment on the, oh, okay. on the host side. Yeah. And so if they feel like they're like running out of content uh, so soon into the, into the progress, I think they just didn't get the right content. Right. Once you hit the, hit the, hit the nail on the right spot, like you could talk about your topic forever or like figure out so many different spinoffs and you're mm-hmm. excited about it. Right. Like for you guys, small businesses, like there's so many things you could do and talk about, right. Like you're never going to run out of content. So I think it's a running out of commitment. Yeah. And we've got Mike here who I could just stick him in a room by himself and he could talk a blue streak. So <laughs> yeah, talk is not a problem. Yeah. So coming up with coming up with things to talk about. Not not necessarily one of our weaknesses. <laughs> no, and I love what you guys are doing too. I think it really helps when you have a co-host, right? Because there's it does. someone else keeping you accountable. Yeah. The the banter back and forth is oh really my great. God. You're Who's building the co-host. Like- Me. You're the host, really? We had this discussion. Who runs know. this business? I don't know. We that... had episode one hundred. Your co-host. Stop. <laughs> you will. You will be. This will come out next Thursday. 
uh, Michelle, and you will be episode 12 of season two. Season Mm -hmm. one was a full hundred episodes. So on our hundredth episode, we had our spouses on there. And somebody had the nerve to ask who's running the business. I just looked at everybody <laughs> like, why do we even need to answer that question? That's funny. I know it's hard when you have a co like Evans and I are co-founders in my yep. podcast coach. And it's like, you always got to say co-found, co-founder, co-founder of this. And it's like, got to remember to say that. I like, I think it's like, we're both running the show, but different from different angles. And yep. it's like, you forget to say that. Right. It's like, okay. Well, and you both and, host the hosts. Right. And we're, uh, we're, a lot like that as well. We bring different things to the microphone mm-hmm. and that's what makes it just like with you and Evans. That's what helps make it work. Absolutely. You bring your sexy radio voice yeah. and I bring puns. Yes. <laughs> and, and by the way, Michelle Trinity started something today that you were not aware of. Drago, uh, who owns purple comma studio produces this podcast for us. We're in his studio and we, we uh, love being here and Drago's a good dude and a good friend. And so before we tape the other episode, Trinity goes, Drago, just give me a word. So Drago goes, zebra. So in our previous episode, she worked zebra in perfectly. The word of the day today, I don't know if you caught it, but was pineapple. Pun? Oh, pineapple. pineapple. Pineapple, which is, she said, so it's a cool podcast like pineapple lovers. So that was good. I know there is, I'm sure there is podcasts out there about pineapple lovers. I know there is one, a popular one called papaya. Papaya. Oh, there geez. we go. Well, I just, you know, I like to keep things fun yes. and silly. And I thought if he gives me a word for every episode that I get to work in, that was good. Yeah. it just makes me chuckle. And then as soon as the word comes out, the look on Mike's face and it's the like giggles geez. that ensue is so well worth it. The zebra and ama- one. And, ama- and, you know, amazingly, I'm sure that that could become a thing and our listeners could pick listen and pick out the word. Oh. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, I'm like, you got to start some sort of contest here for the yeah. listeners to try to pick so out what the word the is. Word, yeah. what, what the yeah. word of the episode was. But the zebra one was so smooth last show. I props to you. It yeah. was smooth. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I thought the pineapple one is pretty smooth too. It I'm was, like, yeah. It's like, wow, of course there's pretty... podcasts out there about pineapples. <laughs> now, we were, I was Made on... Made by Dole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you monetize, right? Pick a word, find a sponsor. Uh, so this would be when this show comes out. Will it will have been two Fridays ago that you and Evans had your uh, meeting, which is good for me because I'm three hours ahead of you. So these seven o'clock Vancouver PM shows are killing me because it's ten PM where I am. But you have. I asked you when are you going to start a grandparent podcast, and yeah. I did not get a. I was not happy with the answer I got, Michelle. You need to start a parent a grandparenting podcast. Why don't you start a grandparenting podcast? You're That'd the be cool. expert. I'd do it. Yeah, I don't have grandkids yet. I don't have kids. But, you know, I do do run a parenting podcast, and I'd be happy to bring you on. Well, that's why. Talk about your your grandparenting podcast. Yeah. Well, but that's why I mentioned that, because I know you do a parenting one that's very popular. And I thought, well, the next step is a grandparenting one, so. Yeah, absolutely. And the parenting one, I mean, this is another opportunity in podcasting. The parenting podcast is not my podcast. It's for a company called Blissful Parenting. I'm the host of it. And so I love being the host of it for someone else's show. I think that's super fun because I just show up and interview some amazing people. (laughs) Yeah, I need to find one of those gigs. Just be the the talk show host. Yeah, right. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of people and a lot of corporations right now that don't want to have their own, don't want to be their own host. The show. Oh, well, point me 
right to them. I have another show through uh, BNI, Business Networking International, Mm -hmm. where I bring a guest on, and it's literally an interview show, and I love that because I get Mm -hmm. to – the the living off the grid because we'll get to business we bore each other with business nobody else talk about an hour of business it's like let's talk about that stuff and the fun stuff and kids and first high school yeah. job and goofy stuff like that that's the good stuff right there well that's totally and then that's actually what builds more and more like of an audience right yep. the more like i think people i think this is why a lot of podcasts are not taking off and people don't want to hear another like just interview podcast because it doesn't give you as the house a chance to get to show who you are right by being like where you guys are able to have that banter back and forth like your listeners even if you're interviewing someone are really getting to know you because you're adding your stories in there and you're adding your fun in there and i think that's great and that's what's going to set your guys show apart from other shows where people are too polished to to let people in and Mm. when you're just interviewing people like your audience your audience you know is here to listen to you and there you don't get a chance to like have that authentic um relationship with them if you don't let them into all those stories and silly things that happen right yeah i don't think anyone would um would say that we're polished no <laughs> we are and here and you know what your your audience will relate to you so yeah. much yes. better we- and you know it's funny even in podcasting if you look at like say a tony robbins interview so if you if i interview tony robbins my podcast and i interview mike on my podcast mike is probably gonna have more downloads than tony robbins on my podcast because Ooh. people want to hear from mike because they can relate to Mike and, and, and they, and Tony Robbins has been on thousands of podcasts and probably said the exact same thing on every show. So, you know, it's one of those things where you, you get to know someone different and you get to, and, and my listeners could relate to Mike. Uh, I mean, they're a small business owner too, or maybe they're a grandparent too. Like they can relate a little bit better than someone that's maybe really polished and celebrity. Like I told you everybody loves the old guy. I've been telling you that since we met. I, I adore you. So that uh, has to count for something. You do, and I appreciate that. So I would love to find more female-based business podcast shows to get Trinity on. Oh, yeah. Just talk about female business owners. Sure. Yep. Would mm-hmm. love to get her on there. Yeah. I know, uh, uh, Mike, you were just on Val Lowe's uh, yep. Focus uh, Focus and Freedom. That's a great yep. one. She's yep. she's fantastic. I know because I was editing that one. I'm like, hey, Mike's the, I, I know, know Mike. That. <laughs> I know that I know that guy. But I need to, <laughs> to grow our numbers. I need to pimp Trinity out a little bit more and get her on some shows. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Cha-ching. Uh-huh. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'll wear a skirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Show a little leg. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you and Evan? and your just your whole operation yeah absolutely so the best way to find us is actually um join our facebook group is my podcast coach uh on facebook there's a great community there about 300 people in there come on and join we're doing tons of free training in there plus we have like mike said he was on a call with us the other day we do a connect and collaborate call so if you're a podcaster or a guest wanting to be on podcast this is the call and we do it every other friday for you to come on and connect with other people and just grow your network so we do it purely to help you grow your network Okay, Trinity, I forgot to tell you this, but the I think I found the perfect double niche podcast. There was a lady, she's got to be oh, yes. 70. You know what her <laughs> podcast is? Women who love the NBA. Never yeah, so saw that coming. Hoop Dames yeah. is her podcast. Yeah. Hoop so females cool. who like the NBA is one thing, but she's yeah. probably 70. 
and she's get, she hasn't quite started it yet, but you can see her face light up. It was amazing. When she talked yeah. about it, I thought, that's a great niche right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and you know, she's going to have those busloads of people going with her to the basketball games, right? Know, she's going to have yeah. those diehard fans. Oh, like, yeah. when you get super niche like that, you that get the was... diehard fans, right? So, wait, what was it? <laughs> I it's love old that. people? No, female, oh, female fans of the NBA, but she's oh. 70. Yeah, and loves yeah. the NBA and wants to. I wonder if she knows all those stats from all those. Years. I bet she does. Oh yeah, I bet she does. Oh, Evans yeah. is gonna go on her show and, yeah. and chat with her about. I know the NBA. what NBA stands for. Jeez. <laughs> Don't no. I'm gonna edit that out. That's no. We're not going there. So, uh, so, so start with you and your Facebook group. Kind of say hi, get to know everybody, and then figure out yeah. from there. Yeah, and then you can head over to my podcast, coach.com. We've got always lots of things going on there yep. and lots of new exciting things happening. And, you know, just before I leave you guys, I wanted to just say one more thing for small business owners out there because I think this is something that's a really big hit home for me this week. And it was um, yesterday I woke up to after 13, 14 years on Facebook and pictures and memories and tags and business groups that I've built and uh, trainings I've done on lives on there gone. So Facebook decided to delete my account yesterday and I had 5,000 friends on there, 14 years of stuff on there and um yeah not even a way to reverse it done and no explanation either so i just wanted to put that out there for people who <laughs> do a lot of business on facebook i mean all the countless conversations i had on facebook messenger with people who are interested in my services or just interested in you know i have no other way of contacting them i have no other information from them so it was a, just a huge wake-up call um, to be like, holy smokes, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Wow, <laughs> you that's know, crazy. I spend a lot of time on Facebook, and uh, yeah, wow. and to start all over again is insane. Well, and we had this conversation with a client up a couple of weeks ago about that's one another reason to have a mailing list. Because you can't lose that or nobody come take that away. So, wow. And one of the things, one of the things Evans and I did in our Facebook group and my podcast coach was when you come in, you ask some questions and we've got a a thing that's set up that automatically then takes those answers and puts them into our mailing service so that you automatically get onto our mailing list and you automatically get the gifts that we offer. Whereas on my, so many other groups that I've built up, I've never done that before. So thank goodness we had, because now we do have contact with that particular group, but yeah, it was just a really great reminder. Wow. Like, there's people that are doing online courses and membership sites on their Facebook group. Like if you don't have another admin person in your group or you don't have, like I have no way to get back into some of my groups. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just interesting how things can just change overnight. And I like the emails I get from you guys because they're, they're eight sentences, not eight paragraphs. So thank you for that. I just, when I see, when I open one and I I count eight paragraphs, I'm like, I'm I'm done. I'm just hitting delete. So anyways, we hope people will go to your Facebook group. Thank you for being on. Uh, Tell Evans when you talk to him, I owe him a, a phone call to set up another meeting we're trying to get to, but tell him it's on my list. I will get to him. Awesome. Uh, but we appreciate having you on and thanks for all the tips you've shared with me. And we look forward to doing some more stuff with you and getting to know you better and getting Trinity on some of these podcasts. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me guys. And I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Michelle. And we'll see everybody next time on our wired to change podcast.